Andy, it was quite a weekend for you. I, I mean, usually I have something quippy and witty to say. Maybe I, I think they're quippy and whippy, witty. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I'll open up with congratulations, Andy. You're in the the NFC Championship game. How's it feel, David? It, it feels many things. It's, uh, it's very exciting. Things, congratulations, Lions fans are ecstatic. I think, I think most of America is pretty excited about it. There, I saw a couple, you know, uh, graphics that showed who America is supporting and. You know, everywhere that's not like beholden to a local team is cheering on the Lions. I think people are excited about a good story, about a, a long overdue team, a hurting franchise. It's playing great football. And it was really exciting to watch them beat the Bucks yesterday. I was on threads a lot throughout the game and throughout the day. And it was fun to see Lions fans rallying around the team. And just, I mean, really, a lot of them just genuinely overwhelmed seeing the team succeed. So super excited to be back in the NFC Championship. For me personally, Dave, it's... Um, it, it's a mixed feeling though, right? There's, there's a part of me that's very excited about this, right? I mean, the Lions have at this point met all expectations for the season, but for, for those that are Gen X enough to have been, been around and watched the, you know, the last time the Lions made it to the NFC championship, I was, I was still a, a relatively new Lions fan at that time, like as far as them being my, my team, right? And they made it to that 1991 championship against Washington. And even though they lost, they got smashed. It's kind of like, hey, Barry Sanders, good team. They're going to be back, and they're going to be able to make a run all the way. And and Dave, never again. It's it's been a thirty year drought since the Lions ran the NFC Championship game. So part of me, you know, seeing the 49ers, a very good team, is is petrified that we get to the championship this year. Whatever happens, happens, and you know, you don't know if you're going to make it back, right? So it, it, I'm hoping this isn't the peak of the new Lions but just the start, but there's a part of me that's very anxious about this upcoming weekend and, and where it goes and where the Lions go from here, but uh, super excited. It's an exciting weekend. Lions fans are very happy, and it's, it's fun to see all the uh, support for the team, and, and uh, it's going to be, I think, a heck of a game in San Francisco, and how about them Chiefs, and <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it was, a, it was really a great weekend of football. I, I think I said last weekend it, it was not very good. This weekend, we start off with the Texans and the Ravens, and that was um, it was good for first half. I, and I think I said I even said that I was like I wouldn't be surprised if early in the third quarter this is a, a game, yeah. but I, you know I did think that Lamar and the, the Ravens were going to pull it out. So and, and they did, and it was became quite. I mean, it was really ten ten at halftime, but that one punt return was the so really it could have been a lot worse for the Texans. But hey, kudos to them. They had the second and third pick or whatever it was this year. They had made two great draft picks and they turned it around real quick. I mean, so great season for them and the Ravens continue their season. Um, then you had the Niners and Green Bay. And I think Green Bay's got to be kicking themselves thinking that they could have, should have won that game. Um, Brock Purdy, I all I could think of <laughs> was our MVP debate about Brock Purdy earlier this uh, this year, and he looked awful until the last drive. So all I could think about is just coming on here and, and listening to you, and I and not wanting to hear that. Um, <laughs> and then and then you had yeah, the Lions game was really good. Um, I was surprised how good Tampa Bay played though. They they you know baker mayfield came out and played and mike evans was was tough and but the lions when they needed it they got it and then the last game wow i mean a buffalo how many different more how many more ways can you lose a game um 
I thought they looked really good for long parts of it, but they couldn't stop Kansas City either. Yeah. Then now Buffalo's defense was like down four or five or six people or something at some point, but um, it it's going to be it was good. And I think next weekend is going to be a great football too. You know, Lamar versus Mahomes, and then you have um, you know Jared Goff and the and the Lions too. I think everybody is rooting for him against the Niners and Brock Purdy. You know, so um, interesting dynamic here. Jared Goff, the number one draft pick in his draft class, and Brock Purdy, the last pick of his draft pick. Uh, draft class so number one with the last let's see how it plays out so what what are your thoughts going into the next week well i'll say one dave kudos to us we we got it right this last weekend after kind of blowing the uh the the wild card weekend we we got all four games right this weekend so good job us as we both agreed on on the matchups you know and i think you know look lamar and the ravens looked awesome in that second half of football and and they look like they've looked throughout most of the season they're gonna be very hard to beat and i'm glad one, I'm glad Kansas City beat Buffalo because it's just funny to me that Kansas City always beats Buffalo in the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and Kansas City, sixth consecutive AFC Championship game, is phenomenal, right? I mean, only the New England Patriots in their in their peak did better, which is amazing. Um, I think it's appropriate that the Ravens have to beat the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. I think that that'd be a, an appropriate way to get there. You know, beat the the team that's just dominated the last few years. It's going to be a great game. And even though I think Baltimore should win that game. And you can never count Kansas City out. So I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup in, in the early game. And, and, and you're right. I mean, the, the Goff-Purdy matchup, Purdy looked like garbage that entire game except for the end. Like you said, he was throwing dumb passes, and the Niners did what the Niners do. Their incredible, talented team picked up yards after the catch and were just so hard to stop. Debo before he got hurt, McCaffrey, I mean, even George Kittle, even though he dropped a couple of balls, you know, played, played good when you needed to play good. They're a, they're a great team. And – I mean, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. I don't think they're going to be able to destroy the Lions. I think it's going to be a fight, and I think it's going to be a good game. And I think I think either of those games could go either way. You know, we should see a Ravens-Niners Super Bowl. We could see in any combination of those teams. So I think it's going to be a really exciting, Dave. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you'll probably be able to hear me screaming anywhere across America, you know, during the Lions game because I'll be, I'll be going hard and loud for that. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I think we've got a, a lot of storylines to talk about this week, you know, as people watch the NFL and, and see where things go. So it, it'll be exciting. Yeah, definitely make for a good weekend. And Championship Sunday is always the fun one. You have that three, oh, was it like three o'clock game and then a 630 game. And, you know, so you both games are over by, you know, 10 o'clock, 930, 10 o'clock. And then you... You, you know, you can get to bed at a reasonable hour on like yeah. some of these sporting things where you're up to 11, uh, 11, 12 o'clock or something. So, okay. So good stuff. We'll talk NFL later on this week. Andy, uh, aside from the NFL news, we also had a lot of political news uh, yeah. this week. Um, and really we have New Hampshire, uh, the New Hampshire primary, the first primary if you want to dub that everyone's trying to make some things you had the caucus last week the first primary this week um and then the big one is south carolina and then super tuesday i'm not sure we'll get there andy because ron DeSantis dropped out it's really a two-person race uh for the republican nomination and really everybody took DeSantis dropping out as really uh the coronation of trump uh, this week and, and not giving Nikki Haley much of a boost because a lot of the DeSantis voters will go to Trump more, more likely than not. And so 
Um, <clears throat> Nikki Haley did, you know, some of the polling did put her in single digits. Now it's back to about double digits again. So that that was uh, big news this weekend, Andy. What are you, what are your thoughts on the DeSantis news? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean it's incredible to see him out of the race in the sense that he was sort of the coronated uh, Republican nominee. You know, for those that weren't supporting Trump initially, you know, Fox News and then the the Murdoch machine rallied behind DeSantis, and when he you know was getting ready to make his announcement, all all the cheers were there for him. And and like many before, you know, you come in as that front runner, so to speak. You know, Trump was really the front runner. And he just can't get it done. And, and, and he couldn't. He just, his, his campaign never got off the ground successfully. <clears throat> and so, you know, this wasn't a surprise. Maybe a surprise he went out before New Hampshire, but but not really. So um, interesting to see that play out. And now it's really, like I said, it's a, it's a two-person race. And it's, I think it's going to be a lot about expectations, right? And so the, the, Trump is in a very strong position to, to win this thing and wrap it up quickly. And, you know, new polls show him increasing his lead. Um, as Nikki Haley's had a little bit of struggle the last week. And so I think, you know, can she surpass expectations in New Hampshire? Can she surpass expectations in her home state of South Carolina, where, you know, Mr. Trump has a strong, strong lead? I think she has to. And if she doesn't, I think she'll find herself out of the race pretty quickly. But if she can, she can surpass expectations. Then she can start to regain some momentum and maybe make a fight of things. So this is really a, a big fight for the direction of the Republican Party um, they didn't have this this dog race, and you know the last time around, you know, Trump was not fighting one person, and so the Republicans really have to decide: you know, is, is their party Trump's party, or or is it something else, something maybe a little bit more akin to what it used to be? And that that's a that's a big identity to to decide, and I think voters are going to decide that in the next couple of weeks, and we just see it play out. I, I I think it's gonna be hard for Nikki Haley, but um, you know, you never know how these things are gonna go, so it, it'll it'll be almost as fun to watch as as the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I think it, it it it's gonna be hard for her. I mean, it, I I do want to go back to DeSantis real quick. He spent an unbelievable amount of money. I think the, he's now set the record for most uh most dollars spent for ultimately the votes gained. Yeah. So I think he spent over, but somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to thirty million of his own campaign money. And then he had a super PAC, the the never back down super PAC that was somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 100 million extra money. And and it was something that averaged out to about sixty four hundred dollars per vote, which is unbelievable. Um yeah. that one, that amount of money went into that. And two, that they just blindly gave that money for somebody who really doesn't have much of anything. And I, I don't agree with Trump a whole lot. But look, I mean, if you go back <clears throat> to DeSantis in the beginning, I, I think people forget he was in a nip and tuck race for governor for his first time. Um, and the Democratic candidate had some really huge missteps, until, including some very personal matters uh, leaked out to the press on, on some things and and Trump had endorsed him at that time and so um Trump really did make DeSantis and then he capitalized on on COVID and all this other stuff to push back against the media and, and get to this campaign so what a, a colossal failure he'll end up in in uh Florida he, he'll wrap up his governorship more talk now is about his wife running for things than than him having any more political future. So we'll see on that. Interesting on the Nikki Haley versus Donald Trump part. Uh, over the weekend, it, Donald Trump was speaking about Nikki Haley 
um, and he was associating her with January 6th and, and the ability like her, um, I guess what, what he was saying is that she had the ability to make, um, you know, steps on the, on the Capitol and, and get more police support and more, more federal support. And she denied it uh, or she, she declined it. Trump was really referring to Nancy Pelosi. And so Nikki Haley picked up on that. Uh, quickly and said, look, he's not competent enough to make be the president. And I don't disagree. These yeah. missteps are not, these are not slip of tongues. These are not, you know, us calling our kids different names. It, this is real. Um, I mean, Trump's almost 80. Um, we are going to have one of the, I mean, this is, this is shaping up to be some of the worst candidates we've had in a long time, Andy. So I, I'm not sure she has a chance, but we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think that was an interesting one, Dave. I mean, you know, with, with Trump, you never know when he's being uh, you know, delusional and when he's genuinely doing things on purpose. You know, was he purposely mixing things up to, you know, associate, uh, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley together and and confuse voters but get them excited about you know things he's saying? Sometimes I almost think he does it on purpose. But more, I, I agree with you. I, I think the reality is he, he loses. Uh, track of what he's saying, you know, and that happens to everybody when you speak as much as politicians do. But this isn't, you know, like you said, calling one city another city's name while you're on the road. It, it's completely confusing who you're even talking about. I, I think that's something voters should, you know, be cognizant of, right? I mean, we make a lot of fun of Joe Biden and his, you know, shaking hands of people that aren't present and general state of confusion. Trump's in the exactly the same boat, right? I mean, exactly yeah. the same boat. They're, they're they're equally, almost equal in age. Neither is a young man. You know, Trump's made a, a big sort of effort the last couple of weeks, you know, as he's had to deal with Nancy. Or now I'm getting confused. Deal with uh, Nikki Haley on emphasizing how young he feels, his, his cognitive ability, how smart he is. He's really emphasized it because the reality is he is a lot older than Nikki Haley and a lot older than most voters want in their president today. And I think, you know, that's whether you whether you're a hardcore Trump guy or not. That should have been part of the calculation, and it wasn't because if, they, if voters care, they would have you know gone to Ron DeSantis, who might come back in four years and and do well. But you know, I think I think it's an important it's an important thing when when you're concerned about your two leading candidates perhaps not being 100 uh, there mentally and only getting older uh, as they serve in the hardest job in the world, which isn't isn't something to be excited about for Americans. Yeah, I, I agree, Andy. I'll just wrap up with this on on this topic, but. You know, you'd mentioned earlier is are they going to be the party of Trump or not? You know, when Trump lost in 2020, it was the opportunity to say, hey, we're going to move beyond this and we're going to, hey, that was fun for four years and and we'll we'll return to the party that we should be. And and they probably would have had much more success uh, in terms of governing, but um, they chose not to. And in fact, they've embraced it more. And I don't think that I think it's now the Trump part. I mean, I, I was saying, you know, hopefully that some of the old MAGA people could move away from the from the GOP. But I think it's the GOP has to move away now. The old the hard Republicans, um, they need to probably branch away because that, that party is never coming back to what it used to be. And so I, I don't, it, it is where it is. So uh, good riddance in my, my mind. I mean, I'm sure Trump is going to, be very competitive in this election. I just don't think long term it's it's for the best. Um, all right, Andy, let's move on to another topic. <clears throat> so, uh, Andy, this weekend it was it was a daddy daughter weekend. My wife uh, had a weekend away with one of her close friends. 
Um, and I had the opportunity again to spend time with my daughters. My oldest daughter was out with her friends. So I, it was mostly with my youngest daughter. Um, uh, on Saturday, we decided to go watch a movie and we're looking through the movies and, and, you know, just trying to pick what we want. And there was a couple selections. We wound up going to Wonka, Andy. I, have you heard about, have you heard about Wonka? I mean, I've heard about Dave. Of course, I know, you know, Gene Wilder's version back in the eighties. Um, but I don't know much about the current version except for, of course, you know, it's got a very popular young actor in that leading role, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it's good, bad, haven't, haven't seen it. So what, what's the pounder take here? Yeah. So look, I, I had heard a lot of things bad about it and, and it was going to be a, a disaster and it was going to be like Timothy Chalamet, who's uh, the actor you're talking about. He really has an impressive career. He's been in Dune. You know, I really like Dune, uh, but this was a different take. And you, we all know Johnny Depp's version of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and a little weirder and such. And so you're like, how how is this going to play out? Well, this is the origin story of Willy Wonka or effectively the origin story. And I have to tell you, I love this movie. Um, it was it it was fun. It was the songs were really nice and and catchy, and um, it was it didn't take itself too seriously. It didn't try to make any political statements. It just told a story in a fun way. Uh, Timothy Chalamet was really good in the, in the Wonka role, um, and I really enjoyed it. I'm sitting there in the movie, and I'm sitting. I'm just thinking. I was like, this is why we want to go to the movies. Like this is what the movies can bring out of things. And I'm, I, I feel like we've gotten away from that much over the last several years. And look, I know the big budget of, we talked about Oppenheimer and then there's Barbie, but like, if you look beyond some of those, there's, there's a little undertone on all of it. The Barbie obviously is, you know, asserting the female voice and feminine uh, um, feminism and and it, all great and wonderful in a fun way, of course. But, but you know, Ken was not exactly the role model character there. The men in that show were not very, you know, and so you can look at that. Uh, Oppenheimer, of course, deals with a very serious topic. But like Wonka was just a fun movie and, and there's a fun show. It had a lot of great music, great acting in it all along. And I left just happy. I just right. left happy. And and I'm reminded of a scene from uh, that old Adam Sandler movie, Bedtime Stories. Uh, um, and my wife, my daughter and I watched that Friday night because I introduced her to some Adam Sandler stuff. But uh, that's um, a dangerous place to go, David. <laughs> I know, especially with a seven-year-old daughter. But this is a fun one. And um, and in the in that in that scene, Adam Sandler is pitching his version of what a hotel is, and he's saying, you know, if people wanted to stay home and have all these comforts at home. They would stay home, they don't, but they want to go to a hotel because it's magical. They want to get away from their home life in some respects, and they want to go to a place where it's going to be fun. I feel the same way about movies. Look, I can stream all day long. I, I can watch these movies, but it doesn't like it may not always bring me the same thing. I went to the movie. I got away. Yes, you know, uh, it, it, and I just had fun. I don't yeah. know, Andy. That's what I feel like movies should be, and that's probably why the movie industry and the theater industry might be struggling a little bit because we've gotten away from just these fun movies and we've overanalyzed and overthought some of them um, that they're just not that way anymore. I don't know, Annie. You know, I, I appreciate that a lot, Dave, to be honest, because I think, I think that, 
we live in a time when everything is you know, politically calculated and, and thought out and has underlying tones and not that you know that's been around forever but but you've talked about on the show before about sort of the, the old comedies right and, and, and the fact we don't have those as much anymore i mean you just look back at you know you can go back to the 80s right steve martin and john candy chevy chase and eddie murphy and like just those are just fun movies you know, same thing with the action movies and you come you know in, into the 90s you got you know chris farley you know poor guy passed away before he should have because you know, him and uh, David Spade, you know, what a great duo they were together in your movies like Tommy Boy and just, you know, things like that. And you don't have as much of that today where you just go to the movies and disconnect and just have fun for a couple hours, eat your popcorn, drink your Coke and and, and walk out of there smiling, laughing and feeling good. It's, it's just things are heavier and sometimes they're heavier than they need to be. So I, I think you're right. Just go and it's, it's fun to disconnect, you know, step out of reality, have fun and enjoy yourself. And I think we, we don't do that enough anymore because we're, we're so focused on you know everything else that has to be thought about and included in the divisiveness of you know you know going back to DeSantis right the DeSantis Disney Wars and, and so forth it just makes things less enjoyable so I'm glad you had a chance to do that with your daughter I think yeah you definitely got to tread lightly introducing your Adam Sandler movies I think but uh, <laughs> you know I, we, we both love that guy you know from from his movies to his his CDs I mean Adam Sandler singing the Hanukkah song is still one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life but um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you guys had fun and a chance to enjoy that together. That, that's great. And that's time well spent. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely enjoyable. We both had a time when we're, we both left very happy. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was good. So yeah. if you haven't seen Wonka, anyone uh, on any of our listeners here, I, I would recommend going to see it. it. It is just a disconnect and, and you can break away for, I don't even think it was a two hour long movie if it, or if it was, it was right there. But yeah, to your point, Andy, it's like, it, you know, it, we feel like we have to make movies longer. We have to have some dark edge and the lead character must have some sort of trauma and, and, and whatnot. And I, yes, there was some of that in Wonka. He had a little bit of trauma uh, understanding his growing up, but it wasn't the the main part of the story. It was about him bringing something he loved and just in a fun way. And and it really, I, I felt, honestly, it connected great to the 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 Gene Wilder or to the you know Johnny Depp version of it whatever one you choose to like but it connected to that um, and I, I felt they did a nice job all around so Andy anything else on top of mind for you that you've got on your mind at least there one thing out there that folks might have missed uh, briefly because I think you know similar to what you're just talking about the movie sort of just celebrating good things the news focuses so much on on the bad, right? And on the stress, right? And on election 2024, which you and I both said we want to step away from a little bit here. And, and about 10 days ago, roughly, you know, NASA made an announcement on their X-59 spacecraft, or not spacecraft, uh, aircraft, right? And the, the idea that NASA X-59 is are testing supersonic flight, right? And supersonic flight, that that's flying above 750 miles an hour, less than 1500 miles per hour, pretty, pretty big range pretty incredibly fast. And, and, in, and in commercial flight, the challenge with this is, you know, the idea that sonic boom, like is, is impractical for planes to be flying around the country and the world, you know, with sonic booms um, all over the place. You know, so NASA's testing out the X-59 to see if it can have basically quiet supersonic flight. And if we can get there, that opens up the potential for commercial supersonic flight. Imagine flying, you know, 800 miles an hour from you know, DC to California or, 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 or Ohio to, to England, right? I mean, it's incredible. And it's incredible science, incredible development, incredible opportunity. 
And it just a reminder that for all the negative, you know, talk we hear and are consumed by, I mean, totally consumed by, even in the movie characters we see and, you know, the darkness of their origin stories and things of that nature. I always like to remind folks that the world is continuously getting better from a technology and quality of life standpoint, right? Technology has never been where it is. Communication has never been where they, where they are today. Awareness of the world has never been where it is today. And, and overall, things are continuously getting better, and it's exciting to see and be a part of. This is a really exciting step. I mean, kudos to NASA and the team. I think it's uh, Lockheed Martin who's working with them to develop the X-59. And let's see where this goes. And it could be an incredible you know, scientific success if this works. And we remember the Concorde from when you and I were kids, and that got discontinued. But this is a really exciting step and just a sign of you know, continuous development and improvement in science and, and quality of life and experience. I think it's important to celebrate these things. And, and too often today, you know, these are blips on the radar as we go back to the hate-filled world of politics and war and divisiveness and so many things we can't control that make us feel lousy. And so it's exciting to see the success of, of NASA here. I think it's a really exciting step for, for, for people to be able to you know, consider supersonic flight. It's, it's really exciting to me, Dave. It gets me a little bit geeked up. I don't know. Any, any thoughts from your end? Yeah, no, I think it's a, another reminder, like science is awesome in a yeah. lot of respects, yeah. you know, like there's a lot of really cool things about this type of stuff. And I, I'm I just for whatever reason, this this also tied into like uh, Japan recently landed uh, a vehicle on the moon. Yeah. And and we saw some images from that. Um, I, I mean, how cool are some of these things? We live in a great time for a lot of these scientific explorations and research. And again, we unfortunately we've politicized so much of it. You 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 can't step back and wonder and think about it. I, I think it is a really cool feeling. It's a really cool um thing thing to see. And and if you haven't seen this this plane, I mean it is pretty 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 cool looking i mean it, talk about right out of a, a science fiction novel or whatever it, that that's it and i think it is we you know we grew up dreaming of these things and um understanding and visualizing what that might look like and here you're seeing it play out in our in our in our front so yeah very cool Andy. definitely very cool so and just for the record dave we all know that japan didn't really land on the moon because we've never been to the moon and that's all oh yeah Right, yeah. just just a level set here. Like we know, you know, there sounds. Yep, the, the, it was all studio out in the Mojave Desert, that's or whatever right. that was. That's right. That's right. Just like Joe Biden is dead, and he's not actually the president of the United States. There's this actor playing his role, right? We're that's living right. out weekend at Bernie's right now. We are living in the United States <laughs> of Bernie right now, <laughs> Dave. That, that I, I I think it's super exciting. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we've got some positive things to talk about today as we enter this uh, almost last week of January here as we wrap up the last full week of the month. So exciting stuff. And Dave, exciting Lions football. Yeah, yeah, that is exciting. It is fun. I, I am rooting for the Lions. It would be what a cool comeback story for the city of Detroit. A lot of really good things going on in that place. And and they have a, they have a winning football team. So what, what can you complain about? So, all right, Andy, anything else before we wrap up the pod? Yep. Happy Monday to you and all those who are listening. Thanks for joining us. All right. And same happy Monday to you as well and uh, to all our listeners. And Andy, I will catch up with you next time.